Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Molly Shagru. Today, we are going to be talking about Greek life. Of course, we see it all the time in the movies, but what is it really like? What does it mean to be a part of Greek life? How do you get involved? How much of your time does it take up? Is this something you really want to make part of your college experience? And what about hazing? Is this something we still need to be concerned about? I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with current fraternity and sorority members at Oklahoma State to answer some of these questions. They gave me an inside look at what it's really like to be a part of Greek life. You'll hear the voices of Kaylee Buchanan, Sam Davis, Ryan Roy, and Director of Fraternity and Sorority Affairs at Oklahoma State, Dr. Johnny Robinson. Now, I wasn't involved in Greek life in college, so a lot of these terms are foreign to me. And this is going to be just as much of a learning experience for me as it is for some of you. So here's the interview on this week's Inside OSU podcast. Really the purpose of the fraternity story experience is to help students kind of find that home away from home. You know, um, when a student comes to a college campus, um, we hope they're eager to get involved in a number of activities on campus. Um, in my own opinion, you know, I'm, I'm very biased. Uh, the fraternity story experience, I believe, is the most comprehensive leadership experience you can have on a college campus. Um, they have an opportunity to develop some lifelong friends and relationships. They have an opportunity to give back to their campus community. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of Employers are looking for those leadership skills, those teamworking skills, and you can get that in joining a fraternity and sorority. What are the different kinds of like types of Greek life do they have? I think it's called governing bodies. So um, here at OSU, we have four different councils that represent um, different groups or organizations. So I represent the Multicultural Greek Council. And we're just a diverse group of individuals, but it's open to everyone. All Greek life is. And then we also have IFC, MPAC, and Panhellenic. So MPAC is your traditional African-American sororities, but they're also referred to as the Divine Nine. And yeah, when, uh, when Sam talks about IFC, um, IFC is the, uh, the council, or like you said, the governing body that would be uh, considered like your more traditional um, fraternities and our sort of counterpart is would be Panhellenic, which is what Kaylee, um, she's a representative of. So those are, like you said, kind of four, um, your governing bodies. Um, and then we oversee uh, all of the different uh, individual chapters within our organizations. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of how it's um, formed, you know, at OSU, as well as many other campuses as well. So, um Sam, what what are the biggest differences between Multicultural Greek Council and NPHC versus IFC and Panhellenic? So the recruitment process is different, I would say. So Panhellenic has a week of rush, then IFC has an um, informal rush over the summer. Well, with NPHC and MGC, they have a process throughout the semester. So they have recruitment events where they get to know the guys and see if the guys are interested in the groups. And then they'll go through a process that's all semester where they learn about the fraternity and the values. And they'll also learn how to potentially run the organization because the organization itself is like its own governing organization. So they do philanthropy events, community service, and academics. So it's potentially setting you up for the business world. And really, I mean, there's great opportunities to get involved um, really at 
at any phase of, of the process. You know, right now is is a uh, a lot of these students are at orientations. They're talking about the different recruitment process, encouraging students to sign up for either IFC or Panhellenic. Um, and then Sam um, encourages students to come to uh, what we call NPHC and MGC convocation that happens at the beginning of the year to showcase those organizations. And so um, we really just encourage students to, to come out, check us out, see if it's for you and to get involved. So how many different chapters are there? Are those the same thing as houses? Mm -hmm. So with Panhellenic, um, we have 13 chapters, which would be 13 houses, as what a lot of people uh, know them as. Um, so we have 13 chapters. Um, within each of those chapters, they're all different, but um, within those, some of those house girls, some of them do not. Um, they all offer different things, like I had said, um, but within that, you can still find that place of home. Um, so with us, we do have 13. From the IFC standpoint, um we have 22 chapters here on campus, um, and then 16 of them have housed or house fraternities. So they actually have, you know, a chapter house. Um, but like I said, 22. There are 22 total chapters, and 16 of them are housed. And within MGC and MPHC, they both have five organizations in them. So someone who is thinking about joining Greek Life, how would they know what house to join, or if they should do? Is it Panhel? Panhellenic. Panhellenic yes, yes. or IFC. How would they know that? There's so many options. MGC recruits a lot of incoming freshmen of minority backgrounds because they're really diverse in background, so, but they're, they're open to anyone. So we look for students who were involved in high school and those are looking to get involved in college. Or some students say they would never gone Greek if they didn't find out about certain um, opportunities. So the Different types of students that are recruited come from different backgrounds. So it's hard to, like, generally break it down to, like, one set. But potentially, MPAC looks for, like, a lot of students who are um, already in positions. So, like, a lot of leaderships, qualities, and already getting those good grades. If you decide to join uh, or if you, if you have thoughts of joining, you might those thoughts might stem from, wow, I would like to, to meet more people of my age, or I would like to be more involved in philanthropy, um, or I want to be involved in shows or, or stuff like that. And like Sam hinted to, like things that you did in high school, um, if you were really interested in, you know, in drama or if you're interested in sports, like all of the chapters, um, like have opportunities to expand um, on on your interests. Really, you know, it, it boils down to people join people. Um, people don't join organizations. And so we really encourage students to see who who they feel that they they can be lifetime brothers and sisters with so you really need to not you, you can't look at it from a materialistic standpoint of who has the bigger house or the bells and whistles that come come with it you really need to look at it from a relationship standpoint of um, who you can see yourself being a part of for that lifetime and how do you know which chapter is for you? So Panhellenic, we have um, something a little bit different. We go through a formal recruitment process in the fall. Um, you do not have to do that, but that is what most of our women coming to OSU go through um, if they're going through a recruitment process. And they, um, so that, what that looks like is the week before school starts, they come. Um, and basically all they're doing throughout that week is talking to those different women from different chapters. You're going in there and trying to, um, meet women that you have a connection with. You're talking about what you're interested in, what you want out of college. Um, 
literally just all, all the things that are important to you, what um, you want for yourself out of out of joining a sorority. Um, and so that's a really cool way. That's usually how you find um, where what chapter you're wanting to join. Um, you make those connections. Um, and then we also have an informal process in the fall and in the spring, which it doesn't consist of um, that week-long process. It's more of a come and go, um, you meeting up for coffee, lunch, um, with those organizations that are participating in COB, which is continuous open bidding. So is that what Rush is? Yes. Um, Rush is um, known as, we call it recruitment week, but it is known as Rush. Yes. Um, it is that week before school starts. Okay, as someone who wasn't involved in Greek life, I've always been curious about this. What is a big and a little? That kind of just goes back to finding um, who, what chapter you want to be a part of. Um, and it so varies, it once, too. yes, but definitely, um, definitely does vary. Um, but for I guess more Panhellenic chapters, um, you're you've just joined an organization and a big and a little. Um, so someone who's seeking out a big, you're kind of just looking for that mentor role, um, someone who can you know be there for you, support you, be there for you academically, um, and kind of just take you under their wing. Um, it's someone that can be your best friend. Um, definitely, I mean it, it does vary, um, but definitely just someone who you look up to, um, and then little the exact same way, someone that you really care for and see them being extremely successful and wanting to take them under your wing and say hey like let's go through this thing together college is crazy as it is a lot's going on um there's a lot of like pressure in society to do great um so you really just have that friendship that connects you it's a form of um you know having a, a social bond with somebody else um, maybe somebody that's a little older that's outside of like your realm of immediate like age group friends and um and then like whatever you you go from being like having a big to like having a little or um some, sometimes they're called uh, like pops or fathers mm -hmm. or something like that. What, that's why I said it, it varies. Um, when you go from from ha like from having one to having one of your own, it's it's actually kind of cool too because then you <laughs> then you get to be the mentor to somebody else Definitely. and you get to be like the friend and then it becomes a whole kind of like lineage of um, of friends. But I, it's just another way to it, to me. It's just another way to to, um, to get involved and to be. Like share another relationship with somebody who might be like a little older than you. Definitely, Sam, and you should go ahead and tell us about yours because I know yours is a little bit different too. So, yeah, um, so it's definitely like a mentorship. So, mm -hmm. your big brother is supposed to like teach you the history of the fraternity. He's supposed to um, kind of be that person that you can go to right away when you have something wrong. He's that second. Um, he's that person that you really go to, and like they just aid you throughout the process. So, they kind of just tell you what to look forward to, like, if you're messing up a little, they just give you, like, feedback, you know. Living in the Greek houses, that's not required, right, if you're involved? It depends on the chapter for Panhellenic sororities. Um, so kind of like I talked on a little bit about before, some chapters um, house 15 women, some house over 100. Um, and so we have to fill those spots if you're a part of one of those organizations. Some chapters... Um, want you to live in a year, some want you to live in two years, some don't require you to live in whatsoever, and it's kind of up to preference as well. If you are, um, if a woman's wanting to live in to a chapter, they can look into that and do that, and if they don't really want to, um, they can opt out of it as well. You know, it's a great opportunity for our students um, if they're uh, able to do so. You know, OSU has a one-year live-on requirement um, to live on campus. Um, our IFC chapters, as well as our Panhellenic chapters, uh, they can live that one year within the fraternity and sorority mm -hmm. house as long as there's space. And so uh, they can they can have that 
kind of that living and learning uh, experience, which I think is extremely unique for our campus um, as they're kind of learning and growing through their fraternity and sorority experience. So incoming freshmen could live in the Greek life instead of the dorms? Yes, actually. Yeah, so OSU um, has a deal with IFC and Panhellenic that um, well, OSU mandates that every freshman has to live on campus um, uh, for like their, their mm-hmm. freshman year. So um, we have uh, an agreement with them that if an incoming freshman is joining a Greek letter, like joining an IFC chapter uh, that has a house, they are able to uh, contractually break that um, that requirement, basically. Um, and then after that, after that first year, that it's, it'd, be, it'd be the same as living on campus. Our, our chapter houses are an extension of OSU's campus. All right, so you guys have been involved in Greek life, obviously. So tell me, realistically, how much of your time does this take up? It depends on the week. So academics will always be first no matter what. So, But you plan around that, and like it helps you like plan accordingly. So I can't say like how many hours per week I like do like Greek letter stuff, but I can say that a lot of my time is spent on my academics first, then evolving as a person, then Greek life. And with that, um, speaking for Panhellenic chapters, um, it's really whatever you're putting in, you're going to get out of it. Um, There are some members that want to do the bare minimum, and they go to chapter once a week, which is going to be about an hour. time commitment. Um, And then some, like myself, I kind of dove straight in and got myself extremely involved in different committees in my chapter um, and other campus organizations. Um, So at one point, I had meetings almost every single night, but that was up to me. Um, No one is making you put yourself out there. Um, So it's really up to the personal preference of anyone. Um, Ultimately, it's up to you. You make your own decisions. We're adults. Um, And so being in a chapter is really about, you know, finding yourself and you putting in yourself in that position, whatever you are wanting to do. Um, I've held two jobs at once, once while going to school and being an active member of my organization while being involved. Um, and so I, ha- I had to have a job. Um, and so having a job and then school comes very first, regardless of anything. You're here to get a degree. And I think every single organization, regardless what um, or like what type of Greek yeah, life you are in. Definitely. That's that's what you're here for. Um, And so definitely all organizations are very respectful of your time um, and knowing that your academics do come first and then a job if you need to have one um, or want one regardless um, and then their commitment. So they're always very, very um, it's very doable. So this is something that a lot of parents and students might be kind of scared about is hazing. Um, You know, I would say that we have a zero tolerance policy for hazing. Um, I tell parents when I, when I talk with them at orientation that um, I want to be very transparent and open and honest. Yes, we we have incidents of hazing that, that happen on the campus. I think we do a really good job with um, accountability and when those things come to light, making sure that we're working with those individual organizations to really correct the behavior. Last year we implemented a program called Greek 100 that's a peer educated uh, peer education uh, program that our students are a part of. And so our goal was to um, recruit um, 100 peer educators within our fraternity sorority community to deliver um, education related to um, alcohol and drugs, um, hazing, 
bystander intervention and, and sexual violence. And so each of our organizations have completed with uh, 95% in attendance. So over 3,500 um, students were a part of it, came to these presentations where our students led. And I think that has also um, helped educate. And, um, and so when our students see some of these types of behaviors, what they need to do to say, no, we're better here at OSU. We're cowboys. We take care of one another. And so um, I think that's really important to us. I mean, yeah, I, I can I can agree. I think that, uh, like like you said, it, it's it's more of a, a, a culture change that's happened where um, organizations, we don't, we don't rely on, like, those type of activities to, you know, curate better, bro- you know, brotherhood or sisterhood bonds. I think that that's it's you know a thing of the past like you said there incidents happen um you know all over and stuff and um you know there there are times when you might mess up but like he said the accountability and like holding holding chapters and other brothers accountable for not doing those activities really um has created a kind of a culture change um at osu and and our greek community is incredibly strong so that's like one thing i kind of look at and i I see um like wow i I don't need, you know, they, they don't need all these activities to d- degrade other people um, just to, just so they can be involved in something. Now it's people are wanting to be involved in their fraternities or sororities um, just because they want to and they have pride in it. And I think we're also trying to create that transparency of the chapters that are being held responsible for hazing. Um, so uh, something that we're implementing in the upcoming year each of our chapters will have a profile on our website that will include any um, anything that they've been held responsible for related to student code of conduct. Um, we don't have a name for it. A lot of or a lot of campuses are calling it a scorecard. We don't have necessarily a name for it yet. But we would encourage parents that um, if your student um, is if 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 you're a prospective student coming in and uh, from a parent standpoint you are interested in those organizations, we really encourage you to go onto that website and see um, what their student conduct um, record has been, um, uh, what they've done uh, successful, because we also have our our plan is to have philanthropy dollars, community service hours, so some of those great things that I talked about as well, and really utilize that as a resource whenever you're working with your student on um, what organizations they might be interested in. So what is that website? So it's uh, gogreek.okstate.edu. Okay. And just something I wanted to add from a panelonic standpoint is um, de- definitely what Dr. Robinson had said, very transparent. Um, we can't, you know, deny what's going on in society. But here at OSU, I think we're very prideful as well. Um, we all have nationally recognized um, groups um, for doing so well. Um, we definitely we're very proud of ourselves for that. We want to be the best. And so we're, we're striving for that. Um, and with that, um, especially with women, um, women are need to support women and we're in definitely in a weird spot right now. Um, we don't need that backlash on us and we really just need to love on each other and support each other, um, throughout life. And so I think that's where we really come from Oklahoma state, um, really just a community. Um, and so we, we don't, that's not something that we need to be doing. Joining a fraternity or a sorority is one of the many ways you can get involved on campus. Being a member of an organization is a great way to gain leadership skills, make friends, and enrich your overall college experience. If you think Greek life is for you, be sure to check out your college's affiliated website. The website for Oklahoma State is gogreek.okstate.edu. Thank you for listening.
I'm Molly Chagru, and we'll see you next time on the Inside OSU podcast. <laughs>